Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Hey, I'm really looking forward to this new series we're starting right now. I think it's a timely word. I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, We're calling it recalculating. When plans change, recalculating, when plans change. I think everyone joining in today has had some plans change in this last bit. Uh, This is not how I planned it would go. Something's happened and has changed plans. You know, if that's you right now, why don't you in the the comments throw like an emoji up, a little like, yeah, it was me, thumbs up. I'm see, yeah, I see that hand right now. But hey, I think every single person, when if they had plans or like this is how it's going to go in January of this year, this is how I'm going to get there. This is where I'm going to go. I would say that their plans, your plans most likely have changed. And so throughout this series, we're going to dive in uh, what to do when plans change. What do I do when there is a dead end? How do I recalculate? How do I take steps going forward? And how do I allow God to redeem that which was maybe lost or even taken? Now, the title of my message today is Dead end is not your end. A dead end is not your end. Have you ever found yourself in a dead end in a plan that you had where things just ended and you couldn't continue on that route that you had planned? Now, I'm not just talking about driving during Calgary construction season, okay? Because that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm going to go this way. Oh, construction, right? I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about things that you've planned in life, a route that you've planned and things are going to go this way, that way, or I want to do this. And then boom, it seems as if you've gotten to a dead end. You know, your plans for your job, maybe a relationship, some opportunities, a goal that you've had, maybe God-given dreams uh, for a family, maybe to own your own house, maybe it's for a baby, maybe a business, ministry, maybe it's a trip. And then boom, you find yourself at what seems to be a dead end. That route that you had planned has, has now come to an end or it's stopped. There's a loss of a job. That opportunity that you saw didn't work out. You're trying for a baby every single, and every single month you get disappointed because you're not pregnant. You know, business contracts seem to have dried up. You know, that relationship that you thought that person would be the one, the one has ended. Or maybe you're dealing with depression, you're trying X, Y, Z, and that isn't working to bring you peace. You know, you could say, this is not how I'd planned. This is not how it's supposed to go. Here at this seemingly dead end where my plans or this dream or this goal, my heart's desire, and it's a dead end. Have you experienced that recently? I think so many of us have in different areas of our life where 
we come to what seems to be a dead end. And at this point, I think the thought can come, I'm just going to give up. You know, say, I'm done. I'm going to just park it, put it in park, just chill here because I'm done. I'm going to give up on that God-given dream because I don't see another way. I'm going to give up on that goal that is founded in God's word and God's promises. I don't want to deal with this anymore. So I am done. Has that thought ever crossed your mind? I think there's the temptation to just give up or stay idle because the dead end, and it seems like it is the end. The end of that God-given dream, that goal, or God's promise. But today, I want to tell you that a dead end is not your end. That a dead end is not your end. A dead end is not your end. The, de- the, de- the end of that dream or that goal, it is not a dead end. It is not the end. When you come to the point where you say, I don't see a way forward. I don't know how I will continue. There's no way. It's not the end, but rather it's actually an opportunity for you to recalculate, to recalculate your route, your path going forward. You know, when you're driving around and the turnoff that you had planned to go is closed for construction again, what does your GPS do? It says recalculating, recalculating. If you're in a spot where you feel that you are at a dead end, it is not your end. It is a time, an opportunity to recalculate, recalculate your route. You know, in Exodus, there's an account of Moses and the Israelites, and they are at a dead end. Israel was just delivered from slavery, from Egypt, from hundreds of years enslaved in Egypt, and they're camping alongside, right beside the Red Sea. Now, Pharaoh decides, hey, I don't want to let these people go anymore. I want them back. So what he does is he sends his army. He sends the best of the best, his chariots, everything to go after them, to get them, bring them back or kill them, right? He doesn't want them to go. So Pharaoh and his armies are after them. Israel and Moses are now at what seems a dead end. They have the Red Sea on one side. They have Egypt, the Egyptians in their chariots, horses, all that stuff on the other side. They are at what seems to be a dead end. That, that like, hey, we just got freed from slavery. We just got freed, but now we are trapped. We're in a dead end. And the Israelites start freaking out. I can understand that, right? Start freaking out and say, hey, we're going to die. This path of freedom and promise, the, the, to go to the promised land that, that, that God had promised, it's a dead end. There's no way. We can't go forward. This path is a dead end. This, and I can see them say, this is not how it was supposed to go. Like we just got out of Egypt and now we are here. Now, as we dive into this scripture that I'm about to read, uh, we see that the dead end is not their end. And in this account, I believe we see a picture of how we can actually recalculate when we find ourselves at a dead end of our plans, where we see, uh, where when we don't see another way out, 
because the dead end really is not your end. And in the midst of this account, we will see how we can recalculate when we are at that point. So in Exodus 14, here's what it says. Exodus 14, verse 13. Then Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Take your stand. Be firm and confident and undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. Hey, today, I want to encourage you. If you feel like you're at a dead end, you don't see a way out. I want to encourage you that God, he is for you. He is for you and he will fight on your behalf. He is working on your behalf. You might not see it today, but he is working on your behalf. The Lord, he will fight for you. Now it goes on in verse 14. It says, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the sons of Israel to move forward towards the sea. Now check this out. This I want you to pay attention to right here. If you zoned out, if you're checking Instagram, no judgment, put this away for a second. Listen, this is so good. As for you, this is God speaking to Moses. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide it so that your, the, the sons of Israel may go through the middle of the sea. So Moses, he lifts up his staff, he lifts up his hand, and what happens is the sea parts. Where there was no way, a dead end, God parts the sea and they walk through. The Bible actually says that it is dry land where they're walking through the sea to the other side. And so they don't even get their shoes wet. So the buddy who just got new white shoes, that's like, oh no, uh, we're going through the desert. No, his shoes are clear. They, they're not even wet because God provides. They go through, right? And they go through the other side. Then Moses, he lifts his hands again. God closes. He closes the sea. It swallows the Egyptians up. And this is an amazing story of where they were at a dead end, but with God, the dead end was not their end. That God made a way where there seemed to be no way. He made a route where they on their own did not see there was a route. Now, in this time where they were at a dead end, dead end, Moses recalculated by turning his focus to God and God made a way where there seemed to be no way. But I want to highlight what God instructed Moses to do. Because I think it's a picture of how to recalculate if you're in life, in an area of life, if you feel that you're at a dead end and you don't know another way. And we see what to do, what we need to do to recalculate. Now, there are two things that God said to Moses. The first one, the scripture says, as for you, speak, God speaking to Moses, lift up your staff. So he had a staff in his hand. Now, Moses would have carried this staff. He would have had a staff from when he was a shepherd, right? When he was in the desert all those years before going back to Egypt, the plagues, everything, he was a shepherd. And he would have had a staff from when he was a shepherd and tending his father-in-law's flock. And I think this really represents what Moses brings to the table. It represents what Moses brings to the table. His talents, skills, abilities, thinking his plan. And God says, lift that up to heaven. Lift that up to heaven. I think this is a picture 
of surrendering me. Surrendering me, my plans, my desires, what I have, and surrendering that to God. So my abilities, my skill, my, me trying to do it on my own strength, my plans. So surrender what you have. And then God says, and stretch out your hand over and divide it so that the sons of Israel may go through the middle of the land. Now, nothing's in this other hand. It is a free hand. And I think this is a picture of worship and praise to God. A picture of worship and praise to God. An open hand, not like God, gimme, gimme, but an open hand of I'm just going to just worship and praise you for you right now. An open hand. And so... Praise and worship. So when Moses surrendered what he had or what he brought to the table and he worshiped God, that picture, what happened is in the midst of what was a dead end, God opened the sea and created a way for them to go where there was no way in the natural. Surrender to God and worshiping and praising allowed God to recalculate or rather it actually positioned Moses to see what God wanted to do and position to receive uh, what God had to recalculate his route. You know, when you're in a dead end, it, it's actually an opportunity to recalculate, to recalculate. You know, you need to surrender what you have. When you're at that dead end, surrender your will, surrender, you know, what I'm trying to build, surrender my plans, my timeline, my gifting, surrender to God, my talents, my abilities, my skills, surrender what you bring to the table to his will, his promise and his plan. You know, Jesus he surrendered his life on the cross. He gave his life. His life couldn't be taken. He gave it on the cross. And know what happened is that when he did, resurrection power worked through him and he got up after the grave. He got out of the grave, kicked death in the face and said, death is canceled, right? Whatever you surrender to God, I believe you actually allow then God's resurrection power to work through it. Whatever you surrender to God, what's in your hand, what you bring to the table, you allow God's resurrection power to work through that area. It allows, because then you're walk, working, not by your power, not by your strength, but by his power, his strength, his spirit. And the second thing is praise and praise God and worship God. When you put it, your attention to him, you declare who he is. When you give him thanksgiving, you thank God for what he's done, what he's going to do, just who he is. When you, just a practical thing, when you put on worship music, when you just enter into praise, things happen, things change. Your perspective changes. So when you surrender what you have and you worship, you are then recalibrating your root in what seems like a dead end. And God will use that position and attitude of when you surrender and worship to recalibrate and create a way where there seems to be no way. Because where you are isn't a surprise to God. He always has a way for you. He's always has a way for you. He is a way maker. You know, but 
Because you surrender to God what you're thinking, your ways of doing it, what I can do on my own, my timeline. When you, when you surrender that and you worship, bringing admiration to him, like praising him, you allow God to lead you and work on your behalf. And because you're worshiping, focusing on him, you can actually maybe see and even hear what God is trying to do, what he wants to do in your life. God will move and use what is in your hand when you surrender what is what you have, what you bring to the table. When you surrender and say, God, I surrender, I give this to you, what I bring to the table. Because the dead end with God, hey, it's not your end. It is not your end. He will always bring you through. He will always cause you to overcome. Proverbs 3, 5 says this, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your way, uh, in all your ways, acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Isn't that good? He removes it. In other words, what was the dead end? He will remove it when you acknowledge him. As you surrender your plans, your timeline, what you bring to the table to God, you surrender that before him, acknowledging him and worshiping him. God will lead your paths and make a way where there seems to be no way. Remove those obstacles from in front of you. Because today, a dead end, it is not your end. You know, one of the challenges that my wife and I face, well, right now on a daily basis, maybe you have experienced this if you've, if you've had a two-year-old, but is um, getting him dressed, okay? So let me, like, lay your judgment down, but this is how it is. So in the morning, like, my son, we're like, okay, we let him pick out his shirt, right? We open the dresser, okay, what shirt do you want to wear, right? Uh, and he's like, he's stoked, right? Oftentimes it'll be an excavator shirt or it'll be like a shirt with a dump truck on it. He picks it out. He is stoked about this shirt. Yes, that shirt. Yeah. And he's stoked about it. And then I'm okay. I'm going to put it on you and know what happens at this point. He starts flailing his limbs. He starts pushing off. He starts, you know, doing this funky thing, right? Why is because it's fully understandable. He does not like when that shirt goes over his face and for those brief seconds that he can't see right? He was all game. He was like, yeah, that's my shirt. I love that shirt. That shirt is for me. Hey, maybe he was even speaking some Christianese. That shirt is my portion, right? But then as soon as it comes time to put it on, he's fighting it. He has his own way. He doesn't want it. But know what? Is in the last few days, I am so happy to say it has been easier to put the shirt on. Know why? Because he puts his hands up, he surrenders, and he's, uh, he allows his daddy to put his shirt on with ease. It's easier for him. It's easier for me. The whole time, I just wanted him to put on this shirt, to enjoy it, to be clothed with something that I bought for him and that he enjoys. And at times, I think this can be a picture of how we are with our Heavenly Father. 
We, we say, yes, I want that. I want what you have provided for me in your word and through Jesus, part of my salvation package, if you will, my salvation dresser. And I see the, oh, that, yes, I want that. But then when God goes to, to put it on, sometimes I think even we can be like my two-year-old son flailing. No, I don't want that way. And I just want to move around and, 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 all the, and j- you fight where instead is if you surrender, you, you surrender what is in your, your hand, what you bring and in worship, God is able to then clothe you or bring those things into your life that he is prepared. He is paid for, but it comes with being willing to surrender because when you are fighting, when you're trying to do stuff in your own flip, moving and going nuts, it's, (laughs) it's hard to get that shirt on. But instead, when you just surrender and say, God, there is a way Just like my son, I say, listen, there's a way. There is actually a way. I know you don't see a way how this is going on in your head. There is a way. God says there is a way for you of just surrendering because God has got good plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God has got good things Plans prepared for you, a hope and a future, better plans, paths that you could, than you could imagine or dream up or can, or, or think of on your own or that you could do in your own strength better than anything you can imagine. I can see Moses and the Israelites when they're on the other side of the Red Sea going like, wow, that was better than I thought. I didn't even see this. That wasn't even on my radar. That was good, right? Because God has got something better. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. And he's got a plan, a purpose, and a way for you. When you surrender and worship, allow God to direct your path and your steps, to lead you. He will lead you into his plans, his purposes that are good that are better than anything you could do or I could do on our own or imagine. It may not be on your own timeline. It may not be the way you thought or how you thought it may look, but God will complete the good work he started in you. He's not leaving you stranded. You know, there's not a dead end with God. He will bring you through. Philippians 1 6 says this, it says, I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. What God has started in your life, he will finish. He finishes what he started. If, if it isn't finished, it means God's not done. If it isn't finished, it means God's not done. As you surrender and really just let go God will do what he said he will do. He will do what only God can do. He will create a way for that God-given dream that he's put in your heart that at this moment seems to be a dead end for a spouse, maybe for a baby, maybe that house of your own or that business or relationship. He will provide provision and opportunity where it seems dead. He will provide that job. That is the God job for you. He will provide contracts for your business. 
You know what? He will bring peace to your heart, even with the past and what you've gone through. Nothing is too great for his love and nothing will separate you from his love. He will bring restoration to those relationships that at this point, it seems like there's no way it's a dead end. He will. He will. The dead end is not your end because of God. He, he will finish what he started in you. He will make a way. Isaiah 43, 18, it says this, it says, do not call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. Behold, I will do something new and it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will ma even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Today, if you're in a place where, where you feel like you're at a dead end, know today, hey, it's not your end. This is not the end of your story. Because God is not the God of just the possible. He's the God of the impossible. He will make a way in the wilderness. He will make roads in the desert. He will do what he said he will do. God will do it. A dead end is an opportunity to recalculate your route. By surrendering to God, just like what Moses did, the picture we see in Moses, surrendering what you have in your hand, your talents, your skills, your plans, your timelines, how you thought it would look like, not my will, God, but God, your will. And then in the other hand, just open hand, praise and thanksgiving, worshiping God, not because of what he can do, but just because of who he is, that he is your good father. Because God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He will recalculate your route. You know, this past bit, I've just oh, kept hearing resounding in my heart is this. Is, I believe this is for, for myself, for you. If you call Thrive Church home, um, I believe this is for you is I believe, I, I really, I've just been hearing God say, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. I believe that's a word for you today. It's that God is just getting started in your life. When the Israelites, hey, they were at that Red Sea, God was just getting started. God was just getting started. I believe he's just getting started for what he has for our church what he has for your life and what he wants to do through your life and through our church. He's just getting started. That dead end that you see, it's not the end because you have a God who is a way maker, who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Hey, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, if you, you're, you're watching today, you tuned in, you saw, saw this pop up on someone's news feed and somehow you're just, you're still watching. And I want to give you the opportunity today. Know this, that God, he loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He loves you. The whole reason Jesus, the son of God came to this earth was for you because he loves you. 
He wants a relationship with you. And how you say, I want a relationship with God. It's just declaring with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord. If you want to make that, make Jesus Lord of your life, or you're watching today and you're like, I just want to hit the reset button. Like, is there a reset button in life somewhere? You can do that today. I'm just saying, I want to hit reset with my relationship with God. Why don't you repeat this after me? Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. I believe you died on the cross, rose again, taking my sins and giving me your love, your freedom, your acceptance. Fill me with your love, your peace, and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that for the first time, we'd love to connect with you, let you know what happened. You can either contact us, uh, direct message us, or if you're courageous, which I believe you are, you can even put it in the comments and say, I just prayed that prayer. And know what? Right now, the comments would light up because heaven is celebrating and we're celebrating because now you are part of God's family. Now, I want to pray. If you're here and you're like, Josiah, there's areas in my life where I feel like I've been at a dead end. I don't see a way out. I want to pray for you right now in faith because I know this, is that God is a way maker. The dead end, it is not your end. Okay, let's pray right now. If that's you right now, we're going to pray. We're not just going to say words. We're praying faith in that when we ask things in the name of Jesus, when we ask according to his will, we know it will be done. God is working. So let's pray right now. Father, I thank you that you are a way maker. That God, you are a miracle worker. Father, that you keep all of your promises and you finish what you started. Father, I thank you that, that a dead end is not the end. It is not people's end. That you make a way where there seems to be no way. So Father, right now we are asking. Right now we, we surrender what we can do, what we bring to the table, our will, our, our plans, how we thought it would work out. We're surrendering that to you. Right now we worship you, God. We say, God, you are great. You are faithful. God, you are so good. You are a loving father. Father, we ask right now in Jesus name that you would make a way where there seems to be no way. Father, I thank you that you would, you would break through, that there would be a breakthrough in people's lives. Father, for, for provision, for jobs, for companies right now in Jesus name. Father, I thank you for breakthrough, for depression. Father, a breaking through in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for everyone who's watching, who their heart's desire is to have a baby. And right now it's been at, it seems like a dead end. Father, right now in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you that they will have a baby in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Father, that, Every dead end is not the end that you make a way. Father, I thank you for provision. 
for peace. Father, for restoration in relationships where it seems there is no way it's gone too far. Father, I thank you for restoration in relationships. God, that is who you are. You are a restorer. You restored mankind to God. And Father, I thank you for restore, restoration in that relationship right now in Jesus' name. Father, we declare that you are a way maker. Father, we trust you this morning. We thank you and declare by faith that you are making a way. We might not see it in the natural, but God, we know you are working, you are moving, and that breakthrough is coming, that you are opening up a way, a path as we turn our eyes, our attention to you. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I am so looking forward to this. I'm so looking forward to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the days to come. Why? Because I'm excited to hear about your emails, your texts, your DMs saying, Josiah, God made a way. I was at this dead end, but God made a way. He's going to do it. I know it. Because that is who he is. No, we love you. We pray for you daily. God is for you. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.